You are listening to the Married 2.0 Podcast, Episode 5. Welcome to Married 2.0. I'm your host, Amy Sanders. I'm a fitness and wellness pro, mom, stepmom, second wife, and master certified life coach. I'm here to help you manage your emotions, your relationships, and life so you can live a healthier, happier life. Hi, friends. This is Amy Sanders. I am so excited to be with you here today. And I'm really excited because I have an amazing woman here with me today. Her name is Lucy James, and we are going to be talking about all things mindset. So starting off, I'm just going to give you a little bit of introduction, an introduction to Lucy and why I just think she is so amazing and perfect for our podcast. So Lucy is a mother. She has a cute five-year-old daughter. She's married. She's been married for six years and together with her husband for 10. And she was a nurse for many, many years. And now she does a lot of mindset work. So Lucy, I want you just to tell me a little bit about your background and also what helped you shift from one thing to the next. Yeah, so thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It's super exciting to be here. So um, the reason kind of that, like my background is that I was, I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression when I was about 15. And so for pretty much half of my life, I have been on and off medication. I have had counseling after therapy, after more counseling, after more therapy. And things kind of came, came to a big head January, 2020, um, and I had this big breakdown where I ended up on high dose medications in more therapy and ended up just going like enough is enough. Like I can't keep doing the same cycles. I can't keep going over the same thing. So ended up having some coaching myself. And this had always been an idea of, of that I wanted to do, that I wanted to go into coaching of some kind. And this year with COVID and <laughs> with everything that was going on, it was like, okay, let's just do it now. Like, if we're not going to do it now, we're not ever going to do it. So that I kind of, um, that's how I made that shift was I'd had enough of, of feeling the way I did and couldn't find the right things to help me. So I found my own way. So I had coaching, found my own tools to use. And now help other women to find their own tools and to heal in their own way. So that's kind of a little bit about why why I'm doing it and kind of how I got, got to this point today. I mean, that's really pretty amazing because you've been in nursing, you know, which mm -hmm. actually you're still taking care of people. So it's like you were physically taking care of people. And let's just talk about that for a minute. Mm. You told me that you were a pediatric nurse in the intensive care unit. I mean, that's, that's yeah. a lot. Yeah. It, yeah, that's... it wasn't, it was, I remember going into nursing and being like, oh, it's just gonna, it's gonna be so nice. I'm gonna be able to play with the kids. And then I was like, no, I'm gonna go and work in, in intensive care. And it was, I worked in the biggest ITU in, in the UK. I, it was, it was big. Some days I'd go in and I'd be scared. 
I'd go home and cry, but it was an amazing experience to work. And I met some incredible families and it was, yeah, but it was, it was, it was crazy working there. You're working like intensely with these cute little babies. And now you do a lot of mindset work. Yeah. And you talked about COVID, that this is new to you. So you have been taking care of people physically for, I'm assuming a long time. How, how, How long were you a nurse? So I stopped nursing this year. So like seven years, I was nursing for seven, wow, probably more than that with 10 years because I was, while I was doing my um, degree, I was working in the hospitals. I I was employed and Mm -hmm. was an assistant. So I would, I would go in and I would, I would go to university, do my work. Then I would go and work a night shift. And that's what, and that's what I did. So for 10 years, that's what I did. So what made you shift? Because that is a pretty big shift. You're still taking care of people, but you're taking care of people differently now. Mm. So what was it that made you make that shift? For the last sort of like two years of my nursing, I wasn't working in the intensive care unit. I was doing corporate nursing. So it was in an office. I was seeing lots of different people all day, every day, writing reports on them. And I then ended up coaching in the corporate world. So was coaching, you know, staff members to make sure that they were getting the work done and helping them get there. And while I was in the workspace, it was so toxic and I was really badly bullied. I had no identity. And that was what ultimately led to my big breakdown in in January and led me to this this path of healing and mindset and I mean I'd always kind of done mindset work on a very superficial level but never this deeply and then this year it kind of there was like this catalyst of pain and hurt and then it just evolved and it evolved into this into now my business of helping other women to heal and manage and understand their mindset and understand how they and you know how their mindset works so it's a it is a real big shift but it was ultimately because I was in pain and I needed to fix it so I feel like a lot of women are where you were a lot of women struggle with that right they struggle with pain they struggle with not being treated maybe the way that they need to be treated and you hear the word mindset all the time. Yeah. But what is that? Like, what is it that really helps you push through? Because a lot of women are like, how do I change my mindset? What do I even do for that to happen? Mm. It's like this really big buzzword at the minute. I think everyone's like spouting mindset and you should change your mindset and you should do mindset work. But it's, it's not just about, so there's a lot of stuff going on about if you're positive, like everything will be fine. And I think yeah, like you do need to look at things positively, but with your mindset, you need to look at why you have that current mindset. Why is it that you have those, maybe it's a negative self-belief around who you are as a woman. Maybe it's around how you feel you should be treated. Maybe it's around your health and your journey. Why is it that you have that current mindset? Why is it that you think the way that you do? Why is it that you have the beliefs that you do now? 
is it because there's something that happened 10 years ago so for me it, it all stemmed back from like my childhood it, it all stemmed back from there and understanding that was like that light bulb moment where I was like oh okay that makes <laughs> sense like I had all this stuff happen and now this is why I do this thing like ah oh, like okay this is why I look for outside validation ah oh, I don't need outside validation and it's all it's almost like this catalyst of like healing starts to happen because you go from thinking a certain way of not knowing why you feel like this like when I get on a <laughs> on an initial call with somebody they're like I feel like this but I don't know why and I ask these questions and I'm like well you know well when you think of this what tends to happen what memory comes up for you and they're like well this memory from when I was like bullied in like school like you know when I was about seven and I'm like uh -huh. okay so that's where we need to start because we have all these things that happen to us and we don't think that they matter but they do and it's not this the like the superficial layer of just oh, I just need to be happy and positive it's the stuff underneath that comes up as we start to do that work that uh -huh. we have to like peel the layers back and go okay so it's this like it's this thing it's or maybe it's like four or five different things that are making us feel the way that we do and then let's put some tools in place and start changing our mindset and our self-beliefs to get you to a point of feeling, you know, more confident or maybe it's feeling sexy or beautiful or successful, whatever, it, whatever the words are for you that you want to feel. It's going right back to, OK, so when when did that when did you start to feel this negative thing? Why was it that you? started to feel and that's when it all changes that's when you understand your mindset that's so when you can change it oh sorry i interrupted you for a second. <laughs> so you're saying basically we need to go back to these limiting beliefs things that are holding yeah. us back and we need to take care of those in order to move forward freely yeah i am a huge believer in this i practice this all the time i do a lot of mindset work myself but again it's just that word people are like i don't know what mindset is another thing yeah. you touched on that i think we want to talk about is a lot of people think they just need to be happy and it's okay <laughs> to not be happy sometimes it's okay <laughs> to feel your feelings it's okay yeah. to work through those feelings and understand where they're stemming from but we're told, you know, how many happiness books are there out there? You know, mm -hmm. how many times are you like, you just need to be happy. Like, look at the positive, which look at the positives of what you are experiencing, you know, however, it's okay to feel those feelings and it's okay to question where they're coming from. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, cause you can see me. I'm just like nodding, like furiously, <laughs> like this big nodding dog, but like, yeah, yeah. You've got to feel those feelings. So. Mm -hmm. Could we, I want to ask you about what happened in your past. Yeah. You've talked to me a little bit about it before, and I just think it's really interesting. So Lucy's gone through some hard knocks and she's really had to self-discover. And so let's talk about, you said you had to go all the way back. Yeah. What happened? So for me, that there's, there's like so much, it's like trying to like, like put it all in like one quick bit. So um I when I was really little I was really poorly and I was in and out of hospital and I didn't go to school like every other child did and then I was okay 
and then my parents got divorced my I don't have contact with my biological dad he's not a great person that's probably the nicest way to put it but he (laughs) he he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't great um I found it really difficult then to manage that relationship because and I'm really lucky I have this amazing close relationship to my mum and my stepdad I'm so grateful for that but your dad is like the person that should always kind of be there and they should be that like beacon that that power person that is there that masculine person that you need in your life and he just wasn't that person he had such high expectations you could never meet them I remember being told that I wasn't good enough um there were lots of things that happened then I remember um going no contact for a little bit then we had contact again and and then I remember my husband sitting down and going I can't watch this anymore I cannot watch him pick you up and drop you can't watch him pick you up again and then drop you can't watch the cycle Um, I don't think we'd been together that long and I remember him remember like him meeting my like my biological dad for the first time and being absolutely petrified because I was like Mm -hmm. What's he gonna say? Like, what is he gonna say to, you know, to to my husband? I was like, what is he gonna say to him? Is he gonna scare him off? Like, what's he gonna do? And he like walked in and he was like this big I am man and he flashed the cash and it was all fine. And I was like, oh. and I remember my <laughs> I remember my husband going, he's not that bad. And I was like, oh my god, you know how scared I was. And there was all of these things came up then after that initial visit, and he was like but he just doesn't portray himself that way. And then as we we dated for a bit longer and he saw that he'd drop me, pick me back up. And he was like, I don't get it. Like, why doesn't he see you? Like, what? I was like, I don't understand. And then I remember being, I think we, we'd got engaged and I remember being, say, like going, I can't, I don't want him at the wedding. Like, I can't cope with, what's he what's his what's his behavior going to be like how is he going to behave around everybody else like what's what's he going to do and I remember sitting in front of this mental health nurse having this like just crying at her going I don't know what to do and she was like the thing is though it's him he is the one that is making you feel like this at the minute and I was like yeah he is like he is the one that's making me feel like this so I went no contact and I thought, oh, I'm done. It's all okay. And then um, I had Sophie. Um, she's my daughter. She's now five. And I had postnatal depression with her. That was hard. Being, I'd drive to work and I would have a panic attack driving like on probably what is classed as the, like the highway in the US. It's called the motorway in the UK. Three lanes of like traffic going really fast, having a panic attack, hyperventilating, drive to work thinking she's like, I'm either going to die or she's going to die. Like, I don't know which one it is, but somebody's going to die and the world is going to end. And <laughs> I remember like, I just, and I found it so difficult to cope with. And I remember going and it wasn't, I wasn't diagnosed until she was about a year old because I hid it so well. I maintained my, I went back to work. I maintained my job. I was doing shifts. Nobody noticed. 
because I hid it. I like just hid it. I buried all. I buried it all down. Buried push all it all down, down deep. Push right? it all down. Push it down. Yeah. And at the same time, so when so when I was pregnant with Sophie, my granddad who walked me down the aisle, who I lived with for some of my life, he was diagnosed with terminal cancer. He passed away in the November. So Sophie was about four months old, and. And that was almost like the catalyst because I was like, I don't know what to cope with. Do I cope with my hormones or do I cope with the grief? And so like none of it was being coped with because I was just like juggling all this stuff. And and I think I'm, oh God, it's about three. It's going to be coming on to four years ago. I got physically unwell. Like it man- it just came out physically. It and I was in, a, yeah. in your body. And it just came out and I had... Um, so I've always had asthma and it got to the point where I was in and out of hospital. I was nearly died a few times. Like it was, it was intense. And that's when the panic attacks really peaked. And I moved into this new job because I couldn't physically work on the, on the intensive care unit anymore. And so I went into and went office space and I was like, this is going to be lovely. And then the bullying happened. And it was like, it's almost like been like one thing after another. And then January, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I need to like, (laughs) I need to deal with it all. And that's when it, that's when I understood that because of what happened in my childhood, because of the divorce and because of the pick up and drop up, because of the grief, because of the postnatal depression, because of that, this is, this is how, this is why I allow somebody to treat me the way they did because I was looking for that validation I was looking for that person to show me that I was good enough and as she she showed that for a little bit and then she wiped it all away to the point where I didn't know if I should wear the clothes I was wearing what color hair I should have if I should even wear makeup should I have my nails done is it allowed and it was (laughs) and she took so as I'd physically started to get better my mental health got better and I started to put all these tools in and she wiped them away. She took all of those like means of me escaping my busy mind for, for half an hour. She took it all away because it wasn't good enough. Like, why are you doing that for? And so who is she? So, wow. Okay. So she was a, <laughs> this, this lady, I won't say her name because let's just not go there, but she, I worked with her she came so this is a physical just to be clear this is a physical person yeah that is just keeping you in this place yeah is that what she, you're, okay and so, that's where things okay i got so, it so she was a work colleague who became okay. who i thought became a really good friend i went to her wedding i was her bridesmaid i did her hair and makeup this is where people are like but how how did it go so wrong and then you re- you you can almost like see it happening like through photos where the spark went out of my eyes, where my hair color changed, where I stopped wearing the clothes that I wanted to wear. And it was when, so it really peaked um, to the summer last year. We were, we were chatting away and she called me a Bible basher, like in front of people, like in, in our workplace. And I remember just sat there going, oh my gosh, she's just, she's in it's I'm not going crazy she's now done it in front of people because it was the belittling and it was the snide comments 
like secretly to me and like why are you wearing those shoes for you don't look professional and I had such a high standard for all of that that it was like it just broke me she was like you shouldn't be doing that like why are you doing that why are you why do you spend so much time with your family why do you do this what and it broke me completely because I had to I looked for her validation at the beginning of our friendship because I was like she seems like a really good person like oh like everybody seems to want to be friends with her like I need to be her friend as well like I need to be in on that because I didn't know how to validate myself I was so low in confidence that I didn't know what like how to get my confidence up on my own so I looked for it through somebody and she could see she could obviously see how vulnerable I was at that point and just almost like like she was like come to me Lucy like it's fine (laughs) And then as I kind of became really aware of it, you could see her doing it to other people in the office. So when I stood up for myself, it blew up in my face. And that's when it massively, you know, it just, it, it exploded. Um, I was pushed out of my job. So January, I wasn't in work. I just couldn't, I didn't know how I could even face anybody because of the stuff that had happened, because of the lies that had been said. And I remember going into a meeting and they were like, they just spouted all this stuff at me. And I went, I have proof that it's not, that it's not true. And it was, and it was just awful. And when I allowed myself to bring everything up from my past, you could see the pattern. You could see that it was like, I wanted that validation because I hadn't had it when I was a kid. I hadn't had it when I wanted it when I was like 10 or when I was 13, 14 you know, like 18 like when I got into uni like that you know I look you're still like, looking for it right? yeah I want to talk about that for a minute because a lot of women do that myself included yeah. you know I have my own story that I've gone down this path where you repeat or you look for what was missing back then and you accept being treated less than you know, because someone's paying attention to you. I think a lot Mm -hmm. of people do this. So figuring it out and learning how to help that mindset, it really can change your life. You know, that's why I'm, you know, started this podcast is because I think there's so many women out there that are suffering. You know, you had, you went through divorce. Our podcast is called Married 2.0. And that's because I am on my second marriage and whether you're on your second or your first, you can always work on yourself or you can work Mm. on your marriage, you know, so that things don't go south and you don't repeat the path. So you can move on. It's 2.0. It's the next best version. It's it's the better version, right? (laughs) Yeah. That's what this is about. So going back to mindset, how do we start? Like if, what did you do? What tools do you use? to change where you were to get to where you are now. And before she answers, I'm sorry, I totally cut you off. Before she answers, I wanna say, so she started this business of mindset in 2020 and now she has clients that she's coaching all the time, right? So you've totally made a massive shift and now you're helping people do it, which is amazing. Okay, so going back to your question, my question to you, let's let's go there. So, I'm going to say that this work is not easy. 
it's not easy it's not all roses um and it's not rainbows and I think because some people think that they're going to get on a call and they're going to feel better instantly and I'm like no (laughs) you're probably going to feel worse to start with because what you're doing is you're allowing all this stuff to come up so whenever whenever I start so my my best tips is to allow yourself to start feeling your emotions like you said you know it's okay to not feel okay. Like it's okay to have a bad day and feel down and feel a bit overwhelmed and tired and groggy, but allow yourself to feel it. Don't try and coat it with like fluffy stuff. Just feel it, allow it to come to the surface. There is a reason that it's coming to the surface. Then once you know what that feeling is and you can, and if you want to put a label on it, put a label on it. If you don't want to put a label on it, that's fine. Just say I'm having a bad day, but then try and understand, okay, why is it that I'm having a bad day? Like, what is it that's making me feel like this? And it's hard to start with because we're not used to expressing expressing our emotions, especially negative ones. We're not used, we're, we're called, you know, we're even called like dramatic or like, you know, oh, like here she goes again. But allow them to come out. Allow yourself to find a safe space to do it in. For me, that's journaling. I write everything down, carry these notebooks around. And my husband's like, what are you doing? I'm like, just got, I've just got to write it down. I need to get it out <laughs> because it, it stops it getting too much. Um, so I'll have, I have a positive one where I write down like things that have gone really well. And then I have one where like, if I'm having a bad day and I'll, I'll write it all out. Like I'm having a bad day. Like this has triggered me and I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling overwhelmed. Those emotions to come out. So mm-hmm. feel them, even if it feels uncomfortable and hard, feel them and then try to understand why is it that you feel that way? Is it because of, you know, maybe you've watched something on the news um, or maybe you've listened to something that is like triggered, a, triggered a memory, right? Like understand that that emotion is, is linked to this thing. And then when what you can start to do is go, well, why am I letting that thing dictate me now? Why am I still saying that I need to feel this way about something that happened two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago? Why am I letting it dictate me? And it's under starting to understand why you're holding it into your present life. Why can it not be a part of you where it doesn't dictate you anymore? It shapes who you are as a person I you know it will that will always be the case but it doesn't have to dictate who you are so it's allowing yourself to feel that emotion that's coming up why is it that you feel it so link it to something because it's because something just triggered you go back to that memory okay so what was it that happened in that moment in time and actually is it true right let's start let's (laughs) ask that question Let's ask that question. Do we, yeah, is it true? It, uh, is it true that we're not good enough? Is it true that we're not worthy of whatever it is? Is it true that we're not sexy and beautiful and confident? Why is it? Like, why, why do we think these things? Why is it? Is it because one person's told us back 20 years ago and actually we've got 10 people in the present moment telling us the exact opposite? Why are we listening to this one person when we could listen to 10 people now? I 
love and that, by the way. Why are we listening to one person that said one thing when there's this yeah. whole cheerleading group that's saying something different that's in your corner? Yeah. And that happens. Yeah. How often do you think that happens with people? All the time, right? <laughs> like yeah. All the time. And I think when when we start to see that and there's like there's this huge weight of like actually these people in the present moment are so much like they're speaking truth why are we letting that one person dictate and it's normally because they have had an influential part in our lives so maybe it's a partner a parent um a sibling can even be a friend it's understanding that it's one person so even so for me I'm, I'm going to be 30 next year so in my 30 years I've let I've let two people two people dictate how I feel about myself how I make decisions how I was see how I viewed the world when I had and I'm so lucky that I've got <laughs> my husband stuck through all of this like he's a saint <laughs> I swear like he's gonna get he he should have a knighthood or something <laughs> I have my husband I have my mum and my stepdad I have my daughter I have my my grandma I have my aunt I have my I have like I've got three amazing incredible friends that's just eight people who were like the total opposite right <laughs> and it's like what why why did I let two people change the way I viewed everything over these eight mm. these eight people who like there are two of them I live and see every day I live with and I see every day and I speak to them every day my mum I speak to every day anyway but these people are massive influences but I allowed these two people to continue to dictate everything and when I looked at that I was like oh yeah like why <laughs> why am I letting this happen why am I allowing this and it's about taking back the power so when we have gone through trauma and we have gone through um like childhood abuse or divorce or a life-changing event that's had a negative impact, our power gets taken away. So the power ends up with these people back in our past. And it's about taking that power back and going, I don't need to listen to you guys anymore because actually I don't need to. You're not a part of my present and you're not going to be a part of my future. So why am I letting these people dictate my present and future? Right. That's so powerful powerful yeah it's real and it's something we should always ask ourselves I am guilty yeah. of that I remember even still like I have an amazing dad but now that I'm adult I look at some of the things that he would you know say to me or expect of me and I look back and even still even still today I'll find myself wanting to please him in a certain way that's not even healthy but I do it because he's my dad you know, it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to do yeah. that. I can let that go. I can be like, you know what? He's a person that's not perfect. He is my dad and I will respect him, but I'm not going to do what he says anymore. And I don't have to, you know, like, and he, he means well. Anyway, I think everyone can relate to what you just said, which is really powerful. You talked about your past and you talked about your feelings. If you were to label those feelings with a word, what would that word be? Like, was it anxiety? You were talking about a lot of these feelings and it comes mm. to a head. What were those feelings that kept coming up? I think 
so for me it was it was anxiety overwhelm and just I suppose like lack of identity lack of self-worth so all of that so anxiety overwhelm and then just not knowing just that's it just not knowing not knowing okay <laughs> yeah so now you've done this work and now you're coaching women to do this do any mm. of those feelings come up from back then now no so I wouldn't say that so I definitely don't know I know like, <laughs> I have a very clear like of who I am what I want and how I'm gonna do it I don't get overwhelmed. I don't allow myself to even get into that space uh -huh. because it's not it's it's not serving me. Anxiety, it's one of those like tricky words where people will just say that they're anxious and I think because I've come from that medical background, there's like there's anxiety and then there's like worry and feeling nervous and feeling uncomfortable. There's two very different things. So I wouldn't say that I get anxious. I get worried and I get a bit nervous and I get uncomfortable, but it's not anxiety where my mind is racing and I'm panic attacks mm -hmm. and hyperventilating into a paper bag. It is that very normal feeling of, okay, like things are a bit worrying right now. I mean, hello, we're in a global pandemic. <laughs> right. Wouldn't it be a little bit worried? <laughs> I literally said this to my mum tonight. I was like, I think if you were like, spraying ra rainbows everywhere and you know dancing around in the middle of a global pandemic every single day I would be worried because that's not normal we, it's very normal for us to have peaks and troughs mm -hmm. in our mood and I think people need to remember that is that they, they should be happy 100% of the time and that's not normal so it's it definitely not anxious there is times where you can get worried and there's times where you can feel a bit uncomfortable because something's new I don't get like I did. I don't allow it. Don't allow it. It's a big, it's a big red X, like not allowed. Here. <laughs> <laughs> no entry. Not here. Don't yeah. even enter. I love it. So in closing, I want to ask you just a couple more questions. You were a nurse. You were this healer. And I talked about it's kind of correlation where you actually still do that now for people. Mm. How does that feel? Like, how are you now with your daily work? Do you know what that's, I've never been asked that before. It's exciting because I get to connect with new women every single day. There is new women that join, that join my programs. There are new women that I, that enter my Facebook group. And I feel so excited that these women are like, I'm taking my power back. And I get, I get so excited for mm -hmm. them and I'm like, hey, <laughs> like welcome like welcome to the crazy energy but you know what I'm just so grateful that these women are coming into this space they're not just trusting me they're trusting the other women in the group as well yeah. which is a massive leap of faith for some women and it's about and I and I'm just so proud of each and every single one of them because it's so hard mm -hmm. admitting that I'm not feeling great and I want help like it's it is it's hard so excitement gratitude pride and it it's just and it's full and I just feel like so much love mm -hmm. for, for everything that I do every single day how amazing how amazing is it that your life I mean it's hasn't even been a year right 
nuts, which is just crazy. So crazy to see how different. And that's why else I wanted you on this podcast is because I think it is empowering for women to see how quickly they can change their stars if they want to. I mean, you changed your stars, you changed your stars to your mindset. Your anxious feelings are gone. You don't even allow it. But you also completely built a business. I mean, that is humongous in less than a year. Yeah. And it's all because you made the decision to do it. You took action and you said, this is enough is enough. And look at what I can do for others. If I just work on myself, you know, that's pretty amazing. And it's so doable. I want anyone that's listening to this to know that you are in control of your life. So if you're not where you want to be right now, it's because of something you're holding on to, or it's because of fear. You know, there could be a myriad of things, but it doesn't have to be that way. You can change. It's all a decision. You can literally change your stars. Lucy is living proof of it. I'm also living proof of it. And I want you to be too. So one last question for you, Lucy. <laughs> Are you okay. ready? If you could tell your list, or these listeners one thing that they can do to take the next steps towards mental wellness, what would it be? What would be their very next step? To just acknowledge. Acknowledge. Acknowledge that there's something. Just acknowledge that they want that. They want to take that step. That sometimes is the hardest step. Mm-hmm. So just acknowledge and say it. I love that. Acknowledge and move forward. Okay, my last question for you is tell us how we can get a hold of you. So if people were like, I need Lucy in my life, I need her now, what is your information? I am on Facebook. So my page is Mindset with Lucy. I have a free Facebook group where I go live in it. I do live trainings in it. Um, the community in there is, is, is really special. Um, and I'm really proud of it. Um, and that's called the Mindset Cove. It's free for anybody to join. I'm on Instagram as well, Mindset with Lucy, and then mindsetwithlucy.com. It's really <laughs> easy to know. You just have to know those three words apart from the group. That's the Mindset Cove. But um, but yeah, you you can find me anywhere, and I have my podcast as well. Okay, great. Is your podcast also Mindset with Lucy? No, that's called Empowered Queen. Empowered Queen. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Well, Lucy, thank you so much for your time and sharing some stuff that's pretty vulnerable and hard to share. Really appreciate your time. And again, if you guys want to look for Lucy, Mindset with Lucy. Thank you so much for listening. And we will be in touch with the next episode. Bye. Thanks. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, make sure you are subscribed to my weekly newsletter and Facebook group so you don't miss anything. Find both on my website at luckysanders.com.